Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 16 of Video Game Realness. Hi. Serving up your weekly dose of gaming chit-chat among friends. I'm your host, Delvin, and this week I'm joined with... Greg. Yay. Michael. Hello. And we have a special guest with us this week. Who is it? <gasps> Tell me. It's a video game realness first. Jamie Wu. Woo. Hello. And thank you so much for coming with us thank this week. Thank you for having me here. Of course. Of course. So since you are a special guest, we need to introduce you to the the world of the listeners. World. Video game realness. So <laughs> tell us about yourself. I know. I feel like this is like my debutante ball. Yes. Coming your coming out party. So tell us. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, what, what kind of gamer are you? How would you classify yourself as? Um, I guess I'd say like, uh, I don't want to say indie because that, that doesn't really describe fully all the stuff that I do. Like maybe experimental. Mm-hmm. I, I like to experiment with the with games. With new games? Yeah, with new games. Play around with that. Um, because, I mean, that's kind of my job is to go out there and find the newest, coolest shit out there. That's do- Oh, do we swear on this Yes, oh, we do. Oh, yes, yes, we do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we are... What are we marked as explicit? I believe. Oh, I we, okay. I believe last week there was something about dick sucking on grinder or something. Oh, that was yeah, probably yeah. something that I said. <laughs> was something I said. Oh. <laughs> that you all just talk about. I'm on the wrong episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, um, so I'm the festival director of Gamer Camp, which is uh, a festival here in Canada, and um, I play a lot of new games and a lot of games in progress. Um, And that's actually what I spend most of my time doing. The funny thing that people don't realize is once you're in the games industry, people are always like, oh, what games are you playing? You're like, I don't have time for games, really. Because I'm playing and testing other stuff. Exactly. So I spend a lot of time doing that. But otherwise, I love uh, all kinds of games, really. Like, I'll play Plants vs. Zombies 2 for a really long time. Then I'll go back and play some Chrono Trigger. Then um, I still need to play... Portal. I need to finish Portal. I have like such a good game. I the problem is I got to a puzzle and I forgot how far I was in it, so now I'm just stuck. Yeah. I don't want to cheat. Portal one or Portal two. Portal one because I haven't finished Portal one. I have Portal two waiting for me. I haven't played Portal two either. Here's here's what I would say with Portal one. It's not that long. I'd say like it's five hours, five and a half hours total. Mm -hmm. So like oh, it was like you could you could honestly even just restart if you just had like. An afternoon of time. It was just like a bundled game, wasn't it? With Half-Life. Yeah, it was with Orange Box. Yeah, anyways. Yeah, I'll get back to it. There's a list of games I have to play. Uh, And then I'll play Fire Emblem. So it's like a real mishmash of stuff. That's cool. Yeah. So what are some of I get around. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Girl. So what are some of your favorite games of all time? I love my JRPGs. Um, You're a good company. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Two of James isn't here. Craig and I have talked about this actually a lot. You know, like I, I do miss the the ones that came out during the Super Nintendo age because mm-hmm. I think that they were perfect for that technology of that time. Mm-hmm. You know, when we thought that what was it, Mode Seven was so cool when it could like scroll across. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, and I remember playing those all throughout my summers of school. You know, you'd have the whole summer off, oh, yeah. and you I would sit. just yeah, I'd pour through Final Fantasy and Chrono Trigger and Secret of Mana. And I've played Secret Man like four or five times now, and I can still keep going back to it. I don't think that they've been updated very well mm-hmm. for the modern age. I haven't played um, 
was it Kuni no Nuni? Nino Kuni? Nini Lakes. I can write it because I'm so used to writing it, but I, um, but yeah, you know, I, I hear that there were some problems with that game. So I wish I would love a great modern JRPG. I think that Child of Light might be able to do that, the new Ubi game that's coming out. Um, but otherwise, then I'll play stuff like Fire Emblem, more strategic stuff, because I think that stuff still works so today. did you play the Fire Emblem for 3DS? I have, except I played it on hard and permadeath, and so I'm taking oh, so... Shit. Yeah, yeah you hardcore. <laughs> it takes me like an hour to get through even part, because I'm just literally like, yeah. Yeah, you have to strategically think of like every move. Yeah, I am torturing myself right now because no one can die of course i'm yeah. trying to level everyone up and so it's i'm only like on level seven or something oh, because it takes that yeah. long to get through it with yeah but you know what's, what i will i will say about fire emblem is that it, it's good that it provides those two experiences mm -hmm. it can be that 50 plus hour game if you want it to be um, if you love that tactical RPG, you can totally go the hard route. Or if you're like me and you've never played Fire Emblem, I played on casual. And I was just like, I'm not able with this, like, dying and, like, whatever. Because <laughs> I just wanted to play the game, right. right? So I played it on casual, and it was, like, a 20-hour 20, 20 game or whatever. And I got to play the whole thing and enjoy the story. And now I love it. And now I would be inclined to play it again. Yeah, would you go through it again with permadeath? Yeah, because yeah. now I understand, like, the game and, like, how it works and stuff like that. Like, I never had played. Yeah, like, getting introduced to, like, the mechanics so that you can understand better because then the first time, if you don't know who any of the characters are and whatnot, you might not have an attachment and mm -hmm. then they might die early on and you don't necessarily realize Oh, that, you're like, kind yeah. of important. Right. Yeah, exactly. And uh, there's less homo-loving in this Fire Emblem, which I'm really disappointed. There's homo-loving in other ones? In the GameCube one, there's a lot of innuendo, and you can read into it, but this oh. one, it's like, they're, they're, yeah, they're keeping within their boxes, which I, I, know, uh, I think that might be because of the, you know, how they have the relationship building. Yeah, they, exactly. That they yeah. were more just kind of boy and girl. Right, exactly. So, Boo. I, well, there is the one guy who's, like, afraid of girls, so he's kind of, like, but there, you know what? The, that's the thing is like I don't know too many gay men who are afraid of girls. You know, like that doesn't mean that you're gay. It means that yeah. you just had no sisters around and no female cousins to tell you what to do. You know, like yeah, I, I I'm they had that in Persona as well. Yeah, maybe that's and why they had that in Tales of the Abyss. What is too. with all these? Yeah, Japanese characters afraid of girls. Like, what is going on? Over I don't know. There? It's, it is a, it is a common trend that in like. Some games now that I think of it. Yeah, right? <laughs> the fact that we just listed off about four games that do the same. It's like, like yeah, this is a common no. Japanese I RPG thought there was, a, there was a gay character, or there was like a, 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 it was implied that one of the characters was gay in Persona 4, wasn't it? Yeah, Kanji. I mean, there's a lot of debate about that. I think that, you know, there, by the end of his story, he's like, oh, it doesn't matter if you like girls or guys. It's just about being who you are. And then he falls for a character who is disguised as a guy, but is really a girl. Oh, that's um, weird. But, well, I feel like the thing is that if you're going to do that, then let it be, like, do the whole, hey, sexuality is a spectrum thing. Yeah. yeah all right. So mm -hmm. you end up the gender that you identify as, so be it. But, I mean, that's not where we're at with games. So people but debate. Yeah. Some people feel like he's just... You know, getting over his fear of girls, and some people feel like he's bi, and some people feel like he's closeted, and I don't know. Yeah. All this madness. 
you can always, you know, make it up in your head anyways. The story is what you want it to be. And I do so often. <laughs> make it, make and then Greg it, like, takes a moment to close his eyes. Yeah. He's like, ah. So I can probably guess the answer to this question, but which is console is your favorite of all time? Uh, okay, so I actually have two. I love the GameCube and the Dreamcast. That's actually my <gasps> oh favorite. My wrong. You yeah. so wrong. That's my favorite generation. I was say Super Nintendo. Yeah, yeah you know, because I think that the Super Nintendo was like building towards what the GameCube and the Dreamcast did. That was a time that was right before the kind of like super crazy macho Halo Forza era. Yes. So I actually stopped playing games during that era because... I didn't get it. Like I just, I, I was sitting there being like, I don't have uh, forty-five hours to learn seven different button combinations to stab someone in the neck. Like yeah. it's just not my thing. But on the GameCube and the Dreamcast, I could invite friends. Like whether it's my um, university buddies coming over, or it was like high school friends, or it was not not. I wasn't in university with friends in high school. They were my friends that I knew in high <laughs> school. Not that just we to, would judge you. I mean, that. we just... It's okay. Um, it's fine. You know, and, and even, um, you know, and, or when we had family get-togethers and I had my younger cousins come over, we could all play the GameCube and the Dreamcast. Yeah. And that's really the type... I mean, when we're going back to what kind of gamer I am, I like that kind of experience. So, like, WarioWare or so many of the Dreamcast games you could play four-player, mm. and they were fun and whimsical and playful and there were group experiences, yeah. and that's that. The yeah, those two. Um, I still have all the games from that. My Dreamcast is broken. I need to get a new one, but I could play that over and over again. Yes, I I, I totally was going to guess Super Nintendo, because <laughs> <laughs> because you had enjoyed lots of those RPGs. So I I, I totally identify. I told with you I get around. <laughs> <laughs> you slut. <laughs> so you are from Gamer Camp. Tell us. Mm-hmm. What is Gamer Camp and how it got started? Yeah, so I co-founded with my friend Mark Rabo uh, Gamer Camp, which is a games festival, and uh, it it it's changed. You know, so many years. We're in our fifth year now. We have a lot of people come out for this, and mainly it's just a chance for people who like games to come together and learn about games and play different games and talk about games. So this year we've got a massive arcade. Uh, we are taking over an entire hotel, and we're sticking games on all four floors. Oh, wow. Yeah, we've got games inside the rooms and the suites and the restaurant and the gallery space. Uh, we really are just, like, taking it over, and people get to try all different kinds of games. So there's, like, the PlayStation 4. There's lots of cool indie games. Um, there's a board game cafe. And it was a chance to do something that, uh, similar to how I was talking about, like, the GameCube and the Dreamcast, that's, I think, that would be the spirit console yes. of Gamer Camp. So I feel like a PAX is very Xbox, XBL, like yes. very fan-oriented. And we have fans coming. But we, you, know, you could bring family members to Gamer Camp and they could enjoy it. You can bring younger people and you know, kids. They can enjoy it. You can bring older people. That's what I love about games. I think that it really should be a space for everyone. So you get to play lots of cool games. You can hear talks from people from the industry. You can talk to developers about how they made games. What are some of the developers that are going to be there? We've got, um, so in terms of talks, we've got Jill Murray, who's the co-writer of uh, Assassin's Creed Liberation and Assassin's Creed uh, Black Flag. Yeah, yeah. So that's very exciting. And she won the Writers Guild of America Award uh, what well, the team did for Assassin's Creed Liberation. 
So she's going to talk about uh, all of her experiences. She actually lived in Toronto for a while. She's a young auth- young adult book author okay. who went into games. So I think that's pretty cool to be able to go oh. from something that you wouldn't expect, and now she's the narrative design director of Ubisoft Quebec. Right. Yeah, so she's talking. We've got uh, Nels Anderson, who is the lead designer behind Mark of the Ninja, which was a Vancouver game, a stealth ninja game, really critically acclaimed. Uh, and we have Alexander Bruce, who made Antichamber, which is this weird M.C. Escher kind of uh, non-Euclidean puzzle game that just blew up on Steam like crazy. Yeah, oh. that one like crazy. I saw him talk at GDC two years ago. Um, and yeah, like uh, at that time, it wasn't even out, but everybody was just like, Antichamber. Like it was just about to come out, I yeah. believe, or and whatnot, but still, yeah, a big game. So, And it's, it, I mean, what's kind of funny is that it is a big game, and yet I think that there's a lot of uh, the people who play games who don't know about it. Mm-hmm. So we're at a really interesting point in games where we've got some games are like Stanley Parable just did amazing on Steam coming out. But I don't even know how many people know about that game. Well, this is a great way for some people to start. Okay, so Stanley Parable is, uh, do you know, do you remember the show Pushing Daisies? Yes. Yes. On ABC? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, no. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. so it, it wasn't short-lived. It was only so two seasons. It was like two seasons. Yeah, it's yeah. got uh, Kristen Chenoweth in it and Lee Pace. Who <laughs> she is, sings it every 10 seconds. She sings so. every 10 seconds, so Greg loves it. So, and yeah. No, I hate it, actually. It drives me crazy. But oh, anyways. so now you know how we feel. <laughs> I quit. I quit. Ladies and gentlemen, this will be my last video game reel this episode. <laughs> Haters are gonna hate. Shade. Anyway, Y'all sorry. just wish you had talent. <laughs> so I I kind of zoned out there because I started thinking about Lee Pace, who's the lead actor of Pushing yeah. Daisies, and Lee yeah, Pace man. is uh, <laughs> I can't even concentrate right now. He, uh, he's on one of my favorite TV shows, Wonderfalls, uh, which was a really cool Canadian show, and then he's the lead of Pushing Daisies, where he plays a pie maker, um, and it had this really kind of dry British narration to it that was mm-hmm. very tongue-in-cheek. And that element is actually in Stanley Parable. So you are an office worker who suddenly realizes that your, your office is completely abandoned. And as you walk around, there's this narrator. And I'm not even going to try my British accent because it's notoriously bad. Like if it was like a, a southern accent, maybe I could do okay. But Brit... Not Just like, so no, good. we're not going to no, go there. <laughs> no, it'd be like, it'd be Madonna-esque in its, in its quality. Um, which means it's bad. <laughs> which means it's bad. <laughs> uh, and as you're going through the game and the narrator is kind of talking through what you're supposed to do, you can choose to not listen to the narrator. So you could say, and then Stanley walked through oh, the door on the left. I heard about this game. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, okay. And so if you choose to go on the right, it actually, you start mucking with the world. So if you go a different way, you start changing the story and the world around you changes. So you're in an office building, but you could end up in a factory. You could end up in the jungle. You can end up on a farm. And it's just really fun that as you make these different choices, you have this relationship with this narrator who's trying to keep up with you or trying to get you back on track. It's really fun and really comedic and really humorous. Um, And it just, it's, it's a, perfect it's perfect for the game medium mm-hmm. yeah yeah 
So it just came out on Steam, the HD remake. I'm um, going to make a note of that one. Yeah, it's fantastic. Awesome. And Davey, uh, who's uh, part of the, I think kind of the, the lead thinker behind the game, will be up from Austin to talk about it. Um, and so that's the neat thing. Every game that's shown there, almost every game, you have the developers right there. So you can talk to them about what their inspirations was or why they made it. Or, you know, if you love the game, you can tell them that. If you don't love the game, Sure, you could probably tell them that too. <laughs> Just maybe in a nice, polite way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're not being like, "Your fucking game sucks." No. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a professional way you can say, "Yeah, you know, this part of the game I didn't like, and why?" Instead of like how the internet approaches um, certain criticism. Yeah. <laughs> and, and do you guys get that a lot? Do people do people hate? Nobody. No. But we're, I mean, we're still pretty fresh-based, yeah. right? We're, we're very we're... new still. I mean, we're only on episode 16. We have gotten positive feedback. I'm yeah. sure there's probably some haters out there, but I mean, it's time they have shade come... to other things. To yeah. Like well, stir up the I for, I for sure thought I was going to get some serious haterade over my esports comment. We had an esports. And then, and then we just got a comment that was like, oh, that was yeah. a great debate. That was yeah. so interesting. I like, threw some know. major shade at the esports industries. I was like, I don't get it. I think it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so polite, so Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. uh, but yeah, so so the Toronto like gaming scene in general is like you know really yeah booming. You know, can you speak to that and like? Yeah, I you know it's um it's pretty cool because I remember when I was uh, during the Super Nintendo era, I was a teenager and I really wanted to get into games mm -hmm. and uh, I had no idea how to do that. Like I remember reading the back of like EGM and there were like a couple of game schools, but they were all in Washington or whatever. Or Florida. Full or style. Florida. Yeah. And, and it was just one of those things where I was like, how am I going to ever be a game? Like I want to be in games. Um and now we've got Ubisoft here. We've got Cappy, Drinkbox. So Cappy uh, did Swords and Sorcery, uh, and they're yeah, coming uh, out with Cappy. Yeah, Cappy's amazing. Super Time Force. If you love mm -hmm. Contra against our heroes, they're doing a game where uh, you it's like a running gun, except every time you die, you go back in time and you play alongside a ghost version of yourself. Mm -hmm. So all your runs are kind of compiled and. You have to strategically choose different characters to get through stages. Ooh. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, Microsoft uh, picked it to win its XBLA award at last year's GDC. Mm. Um, so that's going to be a huge show when it comes out. They're also working on this cool roguelike called Below. Um, we've got... That's exciting. Yeah, like, yeah. these games are so cool. Um, Drinkbox did Guacamole. Guac guacamole? Guacamole. Guacamole. Yeah, yeah I think that's... I always want. I go mole because I. Like, it's, it's I always thought play it was mole. Yeah, yeah, guacamole. But yeah, yeah. yeah but no, there, that game was amazing. It that was, was so, so much fun. Popular. Too, yeah. Right. Um, We're and, definitely going to put links to all these games yeah. we're talking about. So for people that you know might not even know what they are, like yeah. me. And then there's. Oh. <laughs> I and thought I was nerdy. with sound shapes as well. And then um, the cool thing is, oh, I know. Sound um, shapes. Yeah, yeah, sound shapes is super great. But then with <laughs> PS4, they also announced that um, sound shapes and um, flower and flow yeah. were all going to be available. And if you'd already purchased uh, the version, you got it for free, already available to you on PS4. Yeah. So, you know, these games are getting big recognition worldwide you know i think the uh, the the thing to me is i kind of see what's happening in games right now to like that uh 
90s in the films when there was like Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez and mm-hmm. all these really fantastic Groundbreaking kind of Kevin yeah. Smith exactly yeah. and you know you could um, be very familiar with the blockbuster films mm-hmm. but there yeah. were all these great tiny ones that people were starting to realize hey you know I can absolutely love my Terminator 2 but also check out Clerks or, yep. or, or you know check out El Mariachi um, and I feel like that's what's happening with games right now so it's not I'm- Definitely, yeah. I, I have to say, because, you know, gaming is very much going in a direction right now where it's like the big boys. Right, the big boys are just like fall in line, yeah. they fall into their streamline. Of... So you have your Call of Duties, your Halos, your, which, you know, kind of all seems to be the same market. But like, they have your big titles, and then you have your indie yeah. titles. But now indie titles are really getting popular. Driving the like, yeah, industry, getting... they're driving the industry. Yeah, And, you know... You have like Sony, who is really going for that indie mm-hmm. crowd. They've been doing a great job, you know. And uh, Microsoft, who now nah. is starting to turn a leaf, <laughs> where before they were just kind of like you know very corporate in their approach, mm-hmm. and now they're starting to realize, oh, we kind of need to get on this boat too. Um, and Nintendo as well is, is also now changing their approach mm-hmm. on indie gaming. Yeah, Nintendo is really slow on that. And I mean, the funny well, thing... Well, they're slow in general. With <laughs> I, I think, well, I, and I don't know how big the independent game scene is. In, I, I actually don't know in Japan how big the indie game scene is. So considering that a lot of the decisions are made over there, I mean, that might affect it. Yes, that is a... Um, but yeah, I, I with it's really funny with Microsoft because with XBLA, it was actually a bunch of... Um, there was one game particularly, N+, that was made in Toronto that mm-hmm. really set a benchmark for how indie games could do on consoles because mm. previously it wasn't really tested. I'd say, you know, it was like uh, Braid, N+, and uh, Castle Crashers. Those oh, games God, kind Castle of, Crashers. yeah, <laughs> those games really established for indie game makers that they could sell through these console stores and do really well. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of funny that, so when we talk about the Toronto scene and how it's grown, MetaNet helped really show that this could work. And if anyone hasn't played M Plus yet, they're missing out. It is it the game is a physics platformer where you're a ninja and you have to fly through the space to try to uh, avoid obstacles to reach the key. And it gets progressively harder and it's a it's a game that you just you get a ball of jack beside mm-hmm. you and you start playing it because it's a perfect drinking game by yourself. I, I don't know if that's... A, because it's... Like, I love those games. Right. <laughs> I mean, maybe, you know, for, for audiences who've never heard of it, Meat Boy, Super Meat Boy, is actually oh, very much influenced by M+. Yeah. no, That's I get, why I the M+, Plus Ninja too. is in there. It's because Meat Boy... A lot of people, you know, when they see the new M++, Plus Plus, they're kind of like, oh, reminds me of Meat Boy. Actually, Meat Boy, uh, yeah. yeah, came after M+, Plus and, and really was inspired by M+. Plus. Um, obviously they threw their own things in there, but that's mm. what it is. But if you loved Super Meat Boy, you'll love M+. It's on XBLA. And then as you play through the levels, yeah, a little bit of whiskey, bourbon, rye makes it makes so it much easier. Makes a little bit more fun. Just a little bit better. Because then you don't get so frustrated when there are really hard levels. You go to your zen place. You're and for like, me, a ball of jack is a very zen like, place. Yeah. And then sometimes you also just get a little more in the zone almost. Yeah. You know, it's like a different level of concentration. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm sorry. I like. I went off to. Well, I was just I, saying, I, what, I feel, what were we talking about again? I feel like yeah. yeah when we no, talk, I asked about the Toronto <laughs> yes, game yes, scene. Yes. No, no, we're we're on topic. Uh, okay, good. I think that you know when we really think about Toronto now as a place where games are made, we have to talk about the games. You know, and then, of course, and I'm just so, so people know. Hey, 
We're on the map and we're putting shit out there that y'all are playing. We're not just yeah. on the map. We're making the we're, map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like Toronto. we're defining. Yeah, I think that, you know, when we talk about what's exciting, I think Montreal and Vancouver are doing very cool things, but Toronto, with its indie flavor, has moved a really, um, it's kind of separated and kind of made its, it come into its own. So, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, just to tie it all back together, when I was 15, I had no idea. I really wanted to have friends who made games. I really wanted to make games. So if he could meet me now, I think we'd be, like, high-fiving. Because, <laughs> yeah, all of my friends now are, Super game developers. So that sounded uh, cocky. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a quick question. Yeah. Um, so you were you were talking about. So this is the fifth gamer camp. Yeah. Um, happy fifth anniversary. Thank you. Um, that's really you. awesome. But you were you were talking about how it's changed over the years, and you think you, you said it's changed. How yeah. how has gamer camp changed over the five years? Yeah, that's From, a great question. While I play footsies with you underneath the table. Uh, I think that might be Michael. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all right, someone, someone's, yeah, oh, someone's the, foot. Yeah, that's me, sorry. Long uh, <laughs> <nice>. Gay. <laughs> um, so when we started, you know, we, we had just a day of talks and demos. And yeah. that was, we just wanted to get people to hear about how games were made. Um, and to me, I always relate it to, as a kid, going to Universal Studios. And there was this Hitchcock uh, ride that you could go through and they'd show you how they did all the special effects for like the birds or psycho and for me as a kid first it was scary as hell to be uh, watching all these hitchcock scenes as a kid but it made me love film so much more because i got to learn how they did the special effects how you know they filmed rear window and i got to dive into it more and really with games we don't quite do that we don't really always dive into what how the artists work behind the games we kind of just see well in part because games are made in such a, a big fashion there are such big teams for it uh so we just wanted to have developers come and talk and share their stories and share some lessons uh that was very new when we started in 2009 kind of a fresh perspective yeah, yeah. and now if you're interested in how games are made especially with all the talks being up on YouTube and SoundCloud and stuff like that. It's a lot easier to hear those stories. Yeah. Um, and so we had to evolve too. We still have great speakers coming in to talk about what they're doing. Uh, but now the next thing that I really want to do with Gamer Camp was how do we play games in a public setting that's different from how we normally do it? Because I, I feel like I look to like TIFF for film. I look to North by Northeast for music. I look for Nuit Blanche and art, and they've got really different ways of showing stuff. And games are always just an expo floor. That's mm -hmm. pretty much it. If you want to play games out in public, here it is, a giant convention. Yeah. 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 And the and I think what's kind of tough about that is if you've got a quiet game, I remember playing Limbo, and Limbo is a like a noir game. So that's good. Beautiful yeah. and atmospheric. The sound design is amazing. Uh, but I played it on an expo floor where I couldn't hear the sound. Uh, there were oh. bright lights everywhere. So you're trying to play this dark atmosphere game. Yeah. It was counterproductive. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there was a lineup of people behind me watching me as I couldn't figure out the first puzzle. Um, and I've just... been stuck on, on a puzzle in limbo for like four weeks, by the way. Right. It's ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. It, it's one of those things where my experience, first experience with limbo was nothing like what the experience of limbo should right. be like. And so with Gamer Camp this year, I wanted to change all that. That's why we rented a whole hotel. 
we put games on if it's a multiplayer game it goes out on the public floor because that's what you want to see you want to see like we've got star wall which is intergalactic horned whales jousting each other that should be it sounds like somebody for that concept just went online and then was just like word generator yeah. and then just like strung it together and was like and we're making that it's kind of like a family guy joke um and it, it, i mean that deserves to be on a on a public space bec- or i mean sorry um a how do i want to phrase this it should be yeah i guess public makes the most sense where everyone can see it mm. and you can have people you know around the game and see the interaction and see the interaction and then we've got stuff like sound self which is a chanting and meditation game so out there yeah it's from a developer Weird. who yeah my friend loves burning man and it kind of makes sense yeah. then with this game um and that one is a game where uh if you remember the spirograph which was you know just like sp- like colored spirals it's yep. like an 80s toy it's kind of like that and as you chant the visuals will react to your chanting, and then the game will start chanting back at you. And we're so putting. Don't play this game on drugs, or do play this game on or drugs. Do. <laughs> I'm not feel... saying whether or not people should take drugs. <laughs> Remember, but... we are we are rated explicit. Yeah, so. I will say you can though, talk about whatever you want. <laughs> that this game may be enjoyed on a diverse set of consciousness levels. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that is yeah. the best way to say that. That is so well put. Well yeah. played, Jamie Wu. Well played. <laughs> so we're throwing that inside a room, turning down the lights. People can lay on the bed, on top of the bed, chant, look at the visuals. And like, where else are you going to get an experience like that? We really wanted to create something that was unique. And it's something that if you like games, you're going to experience it. And then you're going to want to tell all your friends you know, on the Monday when you're talking to people, it's going to be things that you just can't experience anywhere else. And that's what I think we need to do with games, showing games. So we can't just keep showing them on, on a show floor. On a show floor. It's just so generic, and mm. it makes these games products. Like, could you imagine if yeah. at the film festival, they just put all the films up on TVs in a floor? It's like, yeah. oh, but there you go. You Here got they are. To, With yeah. DVDs under them. Right. Like, yeah. You've got to experience it. Or, like, all the bands are on one space where they're just playing at once. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> right. That you for need games. To, you need yeah. to change it up. Exactly. Sure. So... No, I, I, I totally agree. I have gone to Gamer Camp um, before, and it is interesting seeing how it has, you know, changed, evolved, differed over the years. Um, because um, I remember Gamer Camp Year Three was when. Um, sorry, Greg's making a, a jerking off motion. <laughs> no, I was searching for a pen. Really trying to yeah. ask for a pen. Yeah, I can tell <laughs> but it that. looked like I was masturbating, and <laughs> Jamie Wu. And yeah. there goes Greg's phone. What a mess. We'll um, so anyway, yeah. as I was saying, uh, I remember year three um, was uh, you had the kind of grilled cheese factory. <laughs> right, yeah. And then, you know, there was, uh, wasn't there kind of like a pajama aspect on the Sunday morning yeah. for it? And then the talks on the Friday were really interesting. You had Corey Schmitz there. Yeah. And, you know, just... Uh, a real variation, and as as somebody who had been to other large conventions, whether it was GDC or you know going to Fan Expo or other similar kind of game demo game appreciation kind of things, it was a refreshing take on on kind of you know how to put uh, people in a space mm-hmm. and talk about games and kind of share because there were a lot of people just 
chit-chatting about their favorite games and, and you know, um, uh, about what they liked about games or also games that were being demoed there. You know, it was, it was cool. So um, for this year's iteration, um, are you kind of evolving that um, a little more? Yeah, I think... I think what I really wanted to create was um, a place where if you like games, any kind of games, you know, board games, card games, video games, you could show up and you may not know the games, but you could hopefully uh, find, you will know that you'll find something that you're going to end up really liking there. and. The way that we constructed the rooms and the board game cafe and the public space, everything is set up to have, like you said, those moments where you're really connecting with someone else around games. And I think just going back again to the GameCube and the Dreamcast, that's what those systems did so well. Mm-hmm. So I hope that you're playing Starwall and you have a conversation about Starwall afterwards, and then you play Sound Self and you have a conversation about that afterwards, and then you end up going down the board game cafe and just like you have so much to discuss mm-hmm. that's that's if people are doing that i've done my job right and i you know i'm so happy that gamer camp gets people to do that so what's the structure for this year's gamer camp is it um speakers mainly on friday or they're smattering over each day or and yeah. everything's taking place at hotel ocho yeah that's right so we we're taking over the whole hotel uh we have it from friday to sunday which is going to be really fun uh, if you are a game student or you want to get into games, we've got uh, something a little bit more professional on the Friday where we've got people talking uh, from the different stu- local studios. Uh, we've got some really cool projects that are going on, like the National Film Board's doing a lot of neat things with interactive documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ROM just made a whole series of games inside the museum you, uh, with a game jam, and we're showing those games on Saturday and Sunday. Um, and then there's there's people like doing there's a first person immersive journalism game. Oh. Yeah, so it's okay. George Brown and Cinema Suite and they have like an Oculus Rift and they are mixing it with the Hydra controllers and they're trying to help journalists prepare before they go and get embedded in foreign spaces how to navigate the space. Oh, with the Oculus Rift. Yes. Huh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, super cool. I don't, Very. So it's different. kind of like a like um, a trainer type exactly. program, but it's a game. Exactly. That's Regulus really cool. I'm, you, well, the Oculus Rift. What? It's the it's, oh. uh, the VR. Kind oh, of it's like we saw it at um, the Sony thing or something similar yeah, to something yeah, 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 okay. similar to right. that. Yeah, it's like yeah. Virtual Boy, but attached to your. Got place. it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I know what we're yes, talking about. Yes, yes, and not in just red. And not not just red. Yeah, it's a very cool technology. Uh, so that's Friday, so people can come do that. And then each night, uh, like I was mentioning before, we've got speakers from the industry. So we've got Nels Anderson, Jill Murray, and Alexander Bruce. And to me, that's just a chance to hear people's experiences and and the artists behind the games and what they've done. So that's open to the public. And I always find it interesting to hear what creative people are working on. Um, and then on the Saturday, Sunday, we've got our giant arcade. People can come. Check it out. We do do, it's a little bit different, we do a reserved time mm-hmm. thing. So people should come at 10 a.m., 1 p.m., or 4 p.m. And that's just that everyone gets a chance to play the games and we can make sure that everyone's comfortable. I think that it sucks to be 
standing around waiting yeah yeah Yeah. when you go to an event and it's oversold or you can't see what you want to see i just just find that so frustrating yeah Yeah. so this instead you know i kind of borrowed that from you go to the rom you go to the ago they have timed entry for stock Mm -hmm. and we do that with gamer camp as well that way you get a chance to play the new ps4 games you get a chance to play the indie games you get a chance to do everything Mm -hmm. um and not worry that you know you're always just waiting in line for stuff Mm-hmm. That's really good because yeah, that's definitely one thing that I know that is, is a turnoff for me. Just you know, yeah. you get there and you're like, ooh, all these games. <sighs> now um, I have to wait. Or have to wait. Yeah. when you get to fight, it's for one minute. It's and for then, like, and then like, oh, you die once because remember when you went to yes. that Mario? Thing yeah. At, at- <laughs> so I had an experience where uh, Best Buy, the Nintendo, was doing uh, the light demos for the Wii U games. Yeah. Um, and uh, you signed up for when you wanted to play, and you had to wait, and then uh, you just got to play for like two minutes. You and had to play like, for like one level. Like, like one some level. Dude ran ahead of you and then killed everybody. Yeah. And then uh, my turn yeah. was over. Yeah. So that was a sorry about it. That was a negative experience, and then I hate him. So, so another quick question for you, gamer yeah. camp related. What are you looking to get out of? Uh, what do you What do you get out of? you know, gamer camp and what are you looking to get out of it doing it this year? For me, I think what I get most out of it is I'm they yeah it's uh I'm gonna paraphrase Gandhi even uh I don't know if that's pretentious or whatnot. But like I have to create the video game event that I wanna attend. You know, I find that a lot of events um out there aren't uh are very marketing based. They're just trying to sell you stuff. And I find that kind of obnoxious. Um, I find things like booth babes, not, not the babes themselves. Cause obviously they're just trying to, you know, they're doing a job. But I find the idea of that yeah. kind of space really obnoxious. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, go on. Exactly. And I, you know, I think that for me, where, how do we replicate those amazing video game memories that we have, whether they are waking up on Sunday morning, running downstairs to the TV as a kid and playing video games or having friends over and having, you know, it doesn't even have to be a drinking thing. You just have pizza and you're playing a four player game. Like I remember memories like that, or you just have friends over and you're just enjoying that. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you do that in a public space? I, Arcades are gone now. I'm so sad. I that arcades know. Are, right? Because I remember like lining up quarters and played. Yeah, but that's and not in downtown Toronto. You gotta Busters, go. Which is which like is all the way up. And but so expensive. My, but here's it is, my thing yeah. with those kind of arcades now. They're just the ticket like yes. machines. You're, you're yes. not playing like arcade Well, games. actually, at Dave and Busters, they do. But the thing is, is that like you said, the the ticket games are fairly cheap. The arcade games, it's are like, like three bucks a pop, two bucks a pop. Oh, yeah. yeah, but Expensive. they do have some. They do have some yeah. arcade games, but it's not that many. It's like, not that many, and it doesn't have that same kind of no, like you feel, know, yeah. Like you know? I want an yeah. arcade. I want like yeah, rows of arcade machines. I want like, and you want more than just one of something, yeah. so that there's not like a line of ten people waiting to play the same thing, or you can continue playing it for that long. You know, exactly. So I think you know, like that. This is, I wish that we could have what we're running over this weekend for a longer period of time because I would love this kind of stuff to, I mean, LA has LA Game Space which they're going to be doing something like this, which I think is really cool. But we don't have, I, I think ANC does probably the best job with their ANC Game ANC World. World. Yes. yes. 
you know, with their games out there. That's the closest thing we have to like. Yeah. And I think we need more of that because so much of it, I, I think that being able to play online is fantastic, but there's something about being in the same space with other people and seeing them play games together. Exactly. I mean, yeah, that's what we do. That's the thing that I think is so um, important, right? I mean, it's so much more fun when you're with somebody to trash talk them while you're <laughs> while you're you're playing the game because Absolutely. online you kind of especially even if it's somebody you know you still might feel like you're being mean but when you're on the couch and you could be smiling and be like you bitch like yeah. you know yeah. um, there's that disconnect with online yeah yeah um, so that's kind of well that's it and as I you know I remember well throughout playing games um, I've always felt so comfortable as a gamer and then sometimes when you're at events you realize that the game industry isn't always welcoming to you. Like, they're not, you know, like, I think that definitely that's why I like this podcast is because um, the industry doesn't really know what to do with gay or queer people. And, nope. you know, we've no, got, yeah, right. so, yeah, there's a lot of, no, they're trying to quell the bullying. There's lots of gay and queer people who are in the industry, so yeah. it's not like this is something where, oh, there's not enough representation. But the they just don't think about how to make spaces feel welcoming to people. And mm-hmm. that's so different for me when I remember playing these games and always feeling like I was part of something, you know, like it's so weird to feel like you were a super dork loving video games and then realizing that you weren't the right kind of dork that the industry wants anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah. a rude awakening. Almost. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Oh, whoops. I liked these games, but you now you would change direction. Like you said, with, after mm-hmm. you know Xbox and uh, PlayStation Two, I would say it you know started to veer to the right, you know where it was now this other demographic, you know where it was and like, mm-hmm. and it's not like before not they were even specifically catering to a gay demographic. It was just there was no kind That's of it. separation between everything. Like, no, but it, it was it was very clear. It was becoming more like the straight. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's totally has. to so. 25-year-old dude that plays right. Call of Duty. And it was very starting to become more that. And I, yeah. and as opposed to just, like, Mario's and Well, that's whatever's. it. Like, if you think of, like, and I'm thinking mostly, uh, mostly Sega games, like Echo the Dolphin or Toe Jam and Earl, all yeah. these kind of seminal games that didn't really project a certain kind no. of player. And no. then now, you know, it's very obvious who this is for. Yeah. So, you know, going back to what I get out of this, like if I can see people, like any type of person where there's no kind of suggestion of who should come to Gamer Camp, but it's like whatever age you are, if you like games, come check it out. You can be mm. older, younger, you can be any race, you can be any gender, you can be any orientation. Like, it frustrates me, someone working in the industry, that we feel like games are only for some people. I was trying to talk to, um, I was talking to this girl, being like, oh, you know, uh, you know, let people know about Gamer Camp and, you know, see if anyone is interested. And I was at a shop, you know, like telling her about it. And she was like, oh, you know, I don't think so because we're mostly, I stopped her. I was like, you're about to say you're mostly girls. That's why you don't play games, right? And she like, she kind of like stepped back and was like, oh, right. Oh, I guess that's not true because there's a couple of girls here who do play games. But it's like so automatic. Yeah, it's yeah. so automatic to think that it's a straight boy market. I find exactly. that like a really interesting insight too. To 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 when you think about it, like things games do project a particular kind of player, and it's mm-hmm. moved into that. Like Devin was saying, moved into that trend. And now the more that I think about it, the more that I kind of like 
think back to the games that I played when I was a kid. No, they were they were very universal. Right? I think that's part of my frustration. I shit all over sports games all the time because <laughs> I'm like, if you want to play sports, go play sports or something. But I think it's because they project a very specific kind of player and I feel like alienated by that. Not even yeah, just as a almost, queer, yeah. but not just as a queer gamer, right? Like I can play lots of other games that 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 mm-hmm. don't like that don't specifically have to include me, right? right. Um, but it does particularly feel like they're um, this game's not for you. Yeah, it's yeah. not for you. And you're even not that you want to play those games, but even if you did, you kind of almost feel that alienation. Like I saying, shouldn't be like, playing this, keeping yeah. you at arm's right. distance. Yeah. Well, and even people feel like yeah, when they hear that Gamer Camp has indie games, they're like, oh, I don't play any indie games. So does that mean I can't come? And it's like, no, what? that's the like, point. Indie games are for people. Even yeah, it's kind of nuts, right? So it's yeah. like a tiff. If you want to see a film, you just go see a film. You don't go. I didn't catch all the indie films this year, so I don't know if I'm allowed to see that. But with games, we do that to ourselves. We're like, oh, I only like Pokemon, so obviously this thing's not for me. Why would you say that? Yeah. Like, There's tons of games that you might find really cool. Um, and it, it, I think that that's something that I'd like to change, that we feel this kind of separation. Where it's like, I only like this kind of game. Hence, I'm I'm not allowed in here. Yes. I shouldn't be interested in it. And I think that's like, really... No. Everybody. Right. Be for everyone. Because I remember, you know, be, when we could rent games, I would just try every game. I'd be like, oh, let me try this one, or let me try that one. Let yeah. me see how it works. It wasn't so territorial. And I, I don't know how that happened, but I think we have to change that. Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the breakdown. Can you uh, buy a day pass for each day, which is happening next weekend? Yes. Yeah. The, the, this the, weekend. Or, yes, this as you're weekend. listening by the, to the By the time podcast, this is released. As you're listening yeah. to It'll the podcast, weekend. it is this upcoming weekend, which is November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so, yeah, what's the breakdown for um, pricing day passes? Um, how can people... Give us the tea, girl. Yeah, I'll give you the deets. All right, so uh, how it works is that you can either buy at the door online, but you save time when you buy online because you can bypass the line. Um, and you get three hours. There's a timed reservation system, like I said. There's three hours to explore our arcades, um, and you know you'll be able to play everything. We timed it so that there won't, you know, you're not going to miss anything, and you can stick with the stuff that you really like. And then there's access to our board game cafe for the whole day. So you know you can come, play a board game, grab a bite, then go up to the arcades for your timing, and then when you're done, go right back to the board game cafe and continue on. And it's $15 for uh, general admission. And like we're saying, that's just five games at Dave & Buster's. So this is not a huge uh, investment. Mm-hmm. There's 30 games that you can play. You can check out the new PS4. Uh, there's 25 board games. It includes a board game cafe, which normally most people have to pay for. So it's $15 for adults, 10 if you're 17 and under. And if any of your listeners have kids, it's uh, free for five and under. Ooh, sweet. And then what about? So that's don't gonna... try to pretend that you're five, though. I can tell you. <laughs> I've been told five. that when yeah. I shave. I <laughs> let's not yeah, go the there. Of a five-year-old. Yeah, let's um, not talk about your grinder yeah. experiences. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's for the the weekend, correct? Um, yeah. Now on the Friday, um, uh, pass for that. Um, yeah. So the conference uh, is 149 dollars because it's a professional conference. Um, and then if you want to catch the talks that happen at night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they're $25 for each speaker, or you can catch all three for 50 bucks. So that's a little bit more than 16 bucks per speaker. 
Should I mention the parties? There we have parties too. Yes, I was just thinking like, about it. I'm like, there I'm was pretty parties. sure there are. There's alcohol involved at some point. <laughs> well, actually, it, the bar is open for all of gamer camp. So Ooh, it's, day drinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a reason to day drink. Yeah, this is not. I don't so, need a. I don't need a reason to day drink. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm well. excited because like for the conference, people can also day drink, and hopefully they'll you know do it on their company's dime or whatever. <laughs> Conferences yeah. should always have bars that are open and I mean it's a cash bar I shouldn't have said it was an open bar yeah, yeah. you're 15 <laughs> like, what? I know everyone lines up yeah. like, oh. I listened to video game realness and James said it was open bar <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so yeah on the Friday night um, there's something called the Toronto Independent Game Jam and so they are a game jam is where people come together for a short brief amount of time and they create a game within that uh, that time span so this has gone on. Toe Jam has gone on for eight years. In the most recent one, it had 450 people come and make games. And a lot of cool games out of Toronto actually start as ideas at Toe Jam. So Super Time Force, which we mentioned earlier, was actually um, an idea from last year's Toe Jam. We're celebrating it with a free arcade Friday night at 8 p.m. There'll be eight games from the eight years of Toe Jam. Um, and that's just because... Uh, it's time to celebrate the stuff that Toronto does. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be so Canadian to not want to celebrate the good things that we have. And so that, everyone should come out. That's a free night. They get to play some cool games. Um, check out our venue. Uh, Saturday, we are, it's our fifth anniversary party. Um, and we're going back in time. We're transforming the second floor of Ocho into an old-time carnival. Ooh. Yeah, so we're doing, like, ski ball and leapfrog and ring toss and all that kind of stuff because it's not just about digital games. It's about being able to enjoy all kinds of games, and to me, that's going to be a lot of fun. I love ski ball. Yeah. <laughs> I suck at ski ball. I dominate at oh, ski ball, yes. well. There might have to be a bit of a ski ball tournament thing Amongst BG on. Real. Yeah. Y'all going down? Oh, wait. No, I suck at it. Never mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I am definitely excited for Gamer Camp. Uh, I know that I will be there. I know that James, who's not here this week, um, will be going with me. What about you guys? Are you- of course Most I'm going. Likely, <laughs> Absolutely. We're going. So VG Realness is going to be there. It'll start with the party for sure. I work on Saturdays. That's the worst part. But During Sunday, the day? Yeah. It's the well, worst. then come after. I'm coming after. Okay. Of course I am. All right. <laughs> I only work till five. It's yeah. fine. So VG Realness will be there. We definitely look forward to being there awesome and uh if any of our toronto listeners are uh listening of course you can catch all the information at gamercamp.ca and we'll be posting all the information and stuff on our you can also follow gamercamp at gamercamp yeah you can absolutely do that like them on facebook and all of that good stuff i know the only thing i see we have an instagram account which i started but we haven't posted anything on that yet i'm trying to think what what else does rupaul do i mean she she tweets there's there's like i know she does it all like we haven't vined yet but we'll get into that i just learned about something called is apparently what all the young kids are doing now with video. I don't, I don't even. I'm getting yeah. so out of it. Maybe we should start a Snapchat. Y'all can Snapchat. Oh, Jesus. God. Snapchat is for dirty pictures only. <laughs> <laughs> Snapchat my penis. No, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Sorry. Do you guys want to do a giveaway? I can give you guys passes to the arcade and happy to do a giveaway. Oh, oh my goodness. Absolutely. 
Have you done a giveaway yet? No. no. Oh, my God. <laughs> we have Bust that stuff. giveaway, Cherry. Okay. Yeah. I feel oh, like yeah. we might have to take a break and discuss the details. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to take a break and discuss the details. So we're going to take a break. <laughs> They're Mini really excited. On the fly. We don't have a plan. We just fucking do it. We'll be right back. <laughs> If you'd like to be a part of the giveaway, what you need to do is we're going to send out a tweet when we put out this episode, um, and it will say, I want to go to Gamer Camp uh, with BG Realness. So look for that tweet, retweet it, and follow us, and that will count as an entry. And if you're someone who doesn't do Twitter, uh, just leave a comment on the uh, episode notes at the bottom, uh, and we'll have the same tag in the show notes, and just copy and paste it and put it in, and... There's your entry. Then you're in a draw, and we will draw these by Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we still forgot that one part. Um, but yeah, so yes, and it will be, as Jamie said, uh, four uh, passes that we are giving. Four pairs of passes. Four yeah. pairs of passes that we're giving away to the arcade portion of Gamer Camp. So, so exciting. Very This is what you want to do. You want to get in on this. It's going to yeah. be pretty fun. And it's free. Hello. All you have to do is click buttons. Come on, jump on it. Do it now. Get on Press it. Press pause and do get it now. Yeah, it. Here, get, let's just take 10 it. seconds so that you can open your Twitter. Now retweet that. And now follow Video Game Realness. Thank you, you just entered. <laughs> okay then, anyways. So. Thank you for that, Michael. <laughs> so... News items of the past two weeks because last week was all Pokemon, Pokemon only. And there was just no time. Pokemon all the time. Yeah, there was no time to talk about anything else. Um, but one of the big things that happened last week was Watch Dogs was delayed until spring 2014. And they are aiming to sell 6.2 million units of this game. What the hell is Watch Dogs about again? It's the surveillance. Yeah, that that yeah surveillance. Like um, you're in Chicago. You have a cell phone and you hack into things and you're trying to evade and not get caught. And is this my kind of game or is this like a bro kind of game? No, no. I think it's like like we just were just talking about like roadish kind of kind of deal. No, I think this is I. I, at least for me, I felt it was more anyone could play this. It wasn't just like that's over seventeen because it is rated out. Oh, well, fair yeah. <laughs> but right. I mean, I don't, I don't think it was like game aimed at that bro market. Got it. Yeah, um, but yeah, it being delayed, you know, a lot of people were. That's a, what's supposed to be a launch title. It was supposed to be a launch, title. To be a launch title, right? Okay, and it was supposed to be one of those upgradable, like because it's also launching on. Um, 
PS3 and 360. Right. And uh, you were going to be able, yeah, and you were going to be able to upgrade your 360 or PS3 copy to PS4 or Xbox One. Uh, and then all of that got scrapped, and there were bundles made that that got scrapped. And then, like, oh you know. But yeah, a, a lot of, a, for PS4 and Xbox uh, One, you know, they were looking at this as a, a big launch title, mm-hmm. um, which now is no longer on the table. Um, you know, I think for Ubisoft, you know, they just put out Rayman, which was uh, something that was pushed back. It's not doing too well. They have Assassin's Creed coming out also in this same Q4 window. It was I mean, smart for them to push it back. It is smart because it gives people more time to play this, you know, later and to experience it. Because um, I think when they said spring 2014, they more meant that it, it is coming out by the end of their fiscal year, which is in March. Yeah. So it'll be out by that time. And there is kind of usually a bit of a drought yeah, post-Christmas. And they didn't say a specific date. I think they're thinking February-ish. Um but at the same time, it was very, very late to say this. Like yeah, a, month, a month before. Hour. It is a month before the launch of the system of your game. And then you say, guys, we're pushing this back. Like usually there's a couple months lead well, time. Like the marketing materials were like already out. This was like some G.I. Joe retaliation <laughs> shit. Yeah. But no, I, that's, and that's why they're, they're saying, oh, we want to spend more time with the game. Let's be real. This game is probably 100% done, but they wanted to just push it back to put it in a time frame where it would be competitive. It would be competitive and sell. You well, just have GTA also... that is just like, you know, whatever. You have Call of Duty coming out, which we're going to get to in a get minute. There. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my this is the shadiest shade, but anyway. But, we'll like, you know, you have all these big titles coming out and these new systems. You know, Watch Dogs might just fly under the radar. and I don't might, think that it would have. but Well, I, not necessarily, like, not be noticed at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it would have a stronger presence in a time when there's nothing out. Well, and in this way, it gives some of the the first party launch titles a bit more of kind of a time there and then when people are like you know what i want some i think to avoid a wii u drought with the ps4 and the xbox one they're saying okay guys last year we kind of fucked up when rayman was supposed to come out at this time let's put this other game here and then when nobody else has a lot to play snatch it up yeah so and there was another game from ubisoft that they um played. yeah drive club right um or no 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 no, no. no the crew dri- the crew yeah, but drive so no, club drive- was also delayed which yes. was a sony game which was supposed to come out at launch and available for free to ps plus subscribers they delayed that too sounds so like- it was one week three launch titles got delayed Boom. sounds like a boring driving game there were two of them so. next oh wasn't that, the, wasn't that the drive club was the one where they did at that ps4 reveal back in what was it march where the guy was talking about it and he's like i really like cars and <laughs> really, really weird. He was just like, it was really funny. I do not Great. remember that. I have to find the video and we'll post it because it's really hilarious. Shout outs. Anyway, um, so Grand Theft Auto Five is uh, going to be getting some upgrades, a new like campaign or something, or I don't know. Uh, with a beach. Where's beach. Cameron when we need him to talk about I this? Know. I haven't touched GTA and Five since the first week it came out. Jeez. Oh, wow. I just I like the note that we have here. It's getting beach vehicles and job creation tools. I just read that, <laughs> and I'm like, is it getting horse armor as that, well? I don't know. That's what it is. I was just like, it's an economy simulation package. <laughs> like, job creation. No. IT. <laughs> but no, like, they're, they're, they're really trying to keep this game, like, in the media. Keep it relevant. Keep it people playing it. And yeah. then, of course, you know, the online and, and just keeping this game alive and keep 
just striving for those high sales. Yeah, just getting, give me something else to blow up because <laughs> I have blown everything up. You can blow up beach vehicles. Great. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so <laughs> I was going through random news articles <laughs> to see, like, you know, what was going on. And apparently Activision threw some huge shade. This is like epic shade. Like, okay, three. Like, <laughs> anyway, so one of the, one of the um, I can't remember their name. I didn't you can tell down. how excited we were to talk about <laughs> this, by the way. <laughs> I don't remember the person's name at Activision who wrote this, but he stated, and I quote, um, that Rockstar should not uh, not to get too comfortable with all the records that it's broken, and the imminent release of Call of Duty Ghosts will be a wake up call to other companies that think they dominate the marketplace. I'm sorry, but I read that I was like, oh my god, that. He threw down the gauntlet. He well, put on his glasses. Oh, girl! <laughs> you did not. Can I, I? My rebuttal to that is um, I'm so excited to see the arm hairs on Call of Duty characters. <laughs> so excited, guys. Well, apparently, I mean, like... I, it's just funny because when you think about... Um, I don't know how well Blops 2 sold, but Blops 1... Um, Call of Duty Black Ops, yeah. Um, sold. Well, it got. It got. Well, I don't know. Well, okay. no, blah, blah. It sold up to. It sold like a billion dollars within a couple weeks. Yeah, blocks too. Right, and within then, a couple weeks though. Yeah. And here, Grand Theft Auto in three days does that. Do you honestly believe that your reiterative game that comes out each year is honestly going to sell that much mm-hmm. that yeah. quickly? Nice I try. Really One of the other things too is that Grand Theft or, or Call of Duty has a little bit of an advantage of is that it's coming out on more systems uh, within on the same day. It's coming out on PC and Wii U. Um, well, the the PS4 uh, and Xbox and ones Xbox are going to come yeah. later, but it's coming out on more systems versus Grand Theft Auto, which was just on two systems. So they have that little bit of an advantage, yes. but again, three days, like, I really don't know you're going to sell that many Call of Duties in three days, That's especially when some people are going to wait to get it on PS4 yeah. and Xbox and, One. And not just that, but you're also going to have people who... And I know a few people who, you know, play Call of Duty who just say, you know, I don't feel the need to upgrade each year. I just keep playing the one that I'm playing because I already bought it and they're fairly similar. Like, you know, I just this one has a dog with arm hair, though. Yeah, it's <laughs> only on the next gen one. So yeah. even that whole like selling feature of the arm hair. Look at the arm hair. At the launch. It's at uh, the at the three. For people who don't the get the frame of reference, what was it? It was their launch event where they were like all jerking yeah. off oh, I'm over sure the everybody arm. Knows. It was the Xbox. Yeah, yeah. The Xbox yeah. One everybody knows that. about the arm hair. Trust I'm just me. making sure because no. They like, know. What are you guys talking about? I just hate Call of Duty, and I hope they fail. <laughs> well, that was you also too? a quote from Activision. <laughs> <laughs> to paraphrase, we hate... Anyways. Oh, my goodness. Do you think it's like a sign of, of desperation that they're getting worried? That I think so. That Rockstar had so much attention? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, why would they even care to even comment about it? Like, is your game making money? Yes. So then who cares if it sold yeah. and broke all these records, in my opinion. Yeah, totally. But like, now they're like... No, we're number one. You're not number one. We're number one. It's like, yeah. come on, totally get over yourself. Like, it you just, would only do that if you're worried. If you're confident in it, you don't need to say you don't need to... like, "Oh, watch out." You just be like, 
You wouldn't say anything. You, wouldn't even you would say just anything. be sitting back going, just. It sounds like somebody got dumped by someone who works at Rockstar, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like, some, like, some guy with short man syndrome got dumped anyways. Well, because, like, I'm looking at video games charts, and they're not always, you know, they're not 100% accurate. But, like, the second Black Ops sold 2 million copies less than the original one. So it's not like the trends it, it, are it, working for that. Yeah, no. it's yeah. trending down, not up. Yeah. So it's like... Nice try, guys. All right. Do you, like, are, are you really, like... That's a very bold statement to make. Yeah, but you know, that is a and to put It's in, also feisty. And to put in print and to say, you know, we're going to breathe a wake-up call to, like, all you other bitches who think you dominate the market because we Listen, do. Regina George. Like, like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's a Calm very down. bold statement. And when you don't, like, you just pulled up the numbers, you don't really have the numbers to back it up and say that you know, your game is trending up, your game is trending down. So, like, what makes you think that now this next one's going to come and be like... You know why, actually? Because with that, they're all over that upgrade program. And remember that you have to pay $10 to upgrade. They still count that as selling two copies, right? So, even though it's technically they aren't making as much from selling that second copy, copy. they're going to count it. So, Mm -hmm. here's what I think. Ghosts is not going to be record breaking in terms of the amount like money wise like that it the sells day record. but it's going to be record breaking in the amount of copies that it sells because See, that's cheating though that's like when Garth Brooks did a double I don't know why I know this but I do <laughs> Garth Brooks sold a double CD at Walmart and it counted as two different CDs so oh, oh, blew away oh that's bullshit and, Listen, right Garth so Brooks. that's that's totally what's going to happen that's but you know cuz it's, it's going to they're counting they're going to do that copies, that's exactly what right? they're going to do and then they're going to We're on to you active <laughs> we know your scheme. We here at VG Realness are on the case. <laughs> and we know. Reporting back in a month. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's totally right. That's what they're going to do. They're going to say, oh, yeah, we sold this many on PS4 and this mm. many on PS3. Well, how many of those were just someone paying $10 to upgrade? Yeah. You like know? the money will speak for, for how many are actual sales, Brittany. But. Very interesting. We'll be talking about it again when it releases. Because I'm sure they'll. Maybe Rockstar will come back with their own comment after it's all said and done. I want to see how this all goes down, to be honest. Maybe it's like a hip-hop beef where like yeah. both yeah. people will sell <laughs> more games by just throwing shade at someone else. Yeah. So, all right, start naming some other podcasts you can start throwing shade at. <laughs> Cuba Club, I heard. <laughs> they want to be uh, our all um, small podcast penises. enemy. <laughs> so Greg, that's not nice. I'm kidding. I love you guys. <laughs> We're totally kidding, guys. We love you. (laughs) Anyways, so uh, a tweak was made to the uh, next iteration of Street Fighter Four, Ultra uh, Ultra Street Fighter Four. So they're making a mechanic change uh, where you can now use two ultra combos. Before you would normally have to pick which ultra combo you would use uh, when you pick your character. Now you can pick both, um, but with the downside being that they're both weaker. So. You pick one, it's like really powerful. Uh, you get to use two, they're a bit weaker. Um, and then they're making a modification to the focus attack system um, where the focus attack would absorb like one hit of damage and then you could counter. This one you can absorb multiple hits and then counter. Of course, this comes with the cost of using your super meter. So I don't know what any of that just meant. <laughs> and I also went, don't know why. Yeah. I also don't know why we need like the fifth or sixth iteration of Street Fighter Four. 
you know. Because, well, you know how Street Fighter is. It's always there's had, a dog in like, this one. <laughs> there's a dog. Is there arm hair, too? Yeah. I mean, I know there's <laughs> chest hair with Zangief, but... Oh, yeah. goodness. No, like, it's... it's, super high it's um, it waves in the wind. <laughs> the chest hair waves in the wind. Oh, Jesus. That's No, nasty. but no, like, Street Fighter has always been the, t- the game where it's, like, Street Fighter 4, Turbo, Super Turbo, Super mm-hmm. Ultra. Like, it just... Super and the, Turbo Ultra, Extreme Turbo. Right. And then X. when, so they always increase, they always make a new one when it's like yeah. an actual, like, change to the, yeah, like, to Street the Fighter characters two. or the way, the appearance right. and the way it controls. So, and yeah, blah, blah, Street blah, Fighter blah, 2 yeah. to 3 was, like, you know, a difference. 3 to 4, whoo, yeah. leaps and bounds. So they're not ready. And it's using the same engine and yeah, everything. Yeah, I, I totally, I totally get all of that. Sometimes with these tweaks, I'm just like, you could just release it as a DLC, guys. You don't need to sell it at the store the for too, 40 bucks. That's the thing, too, I don't get with, like, you know, we're in an age now where you don't need to have these multiple releases of games. Yeah. You know, back in the Super Nintendo days, yes, you had to go and buy Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Yeah. And you had, if you wanted to get those extra characters, you had to go buy the whole game all over again. You know, I don't like them seeing. I don't like seeing them just constantly releasing it as a new game. Yeah. Like it should just be set a patch. It should just be buy Street Fighter Four and then just download all the shit that you yeah. need. And and if you even wanted to charge for that patch because you're changing things or whatnot, okay, acceptable. Yes, that's but don't, fine. Don't say like go spend forty bucks on now, a new cash. game. Now, yeah, they do sell it at a lower price. I think it's thirty nine. It's thirty nine ninety nine. So it's not that much cheaper. No, you know, not at all. Um, and it's just like I don't know. Come on, like it's just a money grab. It's just really stupid annoying. Street Fighter. But anyway, um, new Wii U bundles were announced. Uh, they now have a Skylander Swap Force with with the basic eight gig console. Yes, I want to say basic. quickly. This is totally just. Oh shit! What do we do with all of our basic stock? Fuck! Fuck! <laughs> we need to get rid of it. Uh, Skylanders is popular. So, to no. be fair, so I didn't realize how this Skylanders game. I was vaguely familiar with it. We talked about it briefly mm-hmm. a couple oh, episodes again. When I went to go in, when I went in to go buy my copy of Pokemon last week, uh, there was a lineup outside the store, not for Pokemon. For Skylander figurines. It came out on the Sunday, yeah. Yeah, for Skylander figurines. I was in shock. I was like, what do you guys... They're like, we want the Skylanders. There's some, like, thuggish-looking dude, like, clearly in his early 20s, who was there, and he was, like, bartering with the girls at the cash. And I'm like, dude, they're just like... Yeah, Skylanders is a big deal. It's a big deal. And, like... Huge. It's also fun. It's really cool. You know, like it's a smart idea. It definitely but... appeals to um, you know, kids. And parents. And twenty one year old thugs. Apparently. <laughs> Who like to barter. <laughs> yeah. So no, but I mean it's the illicit Skylander drug trade. But you know, in, in tying this in with our conversation earlier, you know, we've been talking about how games have been so like Marketed. Marketed towards this one demographic. I'm glad to see that, you oh, know, totally. these the games are thugs. being I'm glad to see that there's games still being made for kids to enjoy. We well, all... This, I mean, call me a hypocrite. I was a little bit judging him. No, <laughs> see, the thing with this, I mean, uh, Skylander has been very popular since it first came out three, four years ago. And um, the reviews on this one have been saying it's the best one in the series. And that, like, you know, kids have fun with this. But parents, like, this is a lot. This is a really fun game, too. Like, this isn't just something your kid has to play, like, 
when your kid goes to bed, you could keep playing and it's yeah. that good, you know? Get your own little figurine and put it But in no, bed. like, I, I'm really glad to see that, the, you know, developers are still making games that are popular, exciting, and fun for kids. And I guess a 21-year-old does and adults <laughs> or whatever. No, but, you know, because it's just been so focused in that one direction that, you know... You know, you only kind of have like Nintendo that really kind of makes those experiences still for the younger audience. It's great right. to see other people doing that as well, and that is Fine. popular. And 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 that's good that Nintendo is you know saying, look, here's this bundle because yeah. that's going to be like Christmas hot seller right there. Yeah, totally. Well, at least we hope so. I think Nintendo's it really saying. will be because Skylanders itself as a game is quite expensive. It's seventy five dollars for the game with the little like pad that you have to put the figurines on and i think this also comes with yeah three comes... figurines too so yeah, you're, getting... you're getting everything so and is this 2.99 yeah yeah so for 2.99 you're getting a 75 dollar game included your wii u is now about 200 dollars. it's it's a good way to get rid of their basic stock especially and then the i market, actually think because little kids aren't going to care about the size of the console like no uh, everybody, I had a basic, and there's a whole story there, which I won't talk about, but, um, yeah, I had a basic Wii U, and when you do the first system update, it takes up four gigs of space. What? So you have wow. a four gig console. It's, it's advertised as eight, but you have to download that if you want to use it as a Wii as well. But, and it's half your space, but a kid isn't going to yeah, know or care about four gigs of space. If you're someone who just know? buys games and yeah. plays them, I mean, really, it doesn't matter what the hard drive space is. It doesn't. You're going to put in your Skylanders, then you're going to put in your Mario 3D World, and you're going to play and call it a day. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really matter to, to kids. So I'm glad to see that they're... They're doing that. And then, of course, there's a new deluxe bundle. Um, they've taken out Nintendo Land, and they are now putting in new Super Mario Brothers and Super Luigi U. On one disc. Or, no, no, it's not a disc. Is it just installed? I think it's just installed <laughs> okay. on the yeah. system. And then, um, God, good girl. So I together. burped. Yeah, I know. Loudly. Everybody heard. <laughs> um, they're they're bundling that together, so now they're going to have the Skylanders, they're going to have the new Super Mario Brothers, and then the Zelda one still. And Nintendo Land is going down to thirty nine bucks as well. Thirty, which, thirty, thirty dollars, not thirty nine. Okay, thirty. I think that How that's do you guys so keep much track of all better. these prices. I, I don't a, like. I have a good memory, Greg. Yeah, I just <laughs> like yours, and it's thirty nine ninety nine. But with the new package of Super Mario Luigi <laughs> two, yeah. <laughs> An extra twenty bucks. Oh my so, god, guys! I, I can't. think that'll that'll all of those are really good decisions. Having Nintendo Land a little bit cheaper, I think it's not the same as Wii Sports in terms no. of showing off the system. But at thirty bucks, it's a it's really like great the, way to get people to understand, you know, what you can do with the system. You know, a fun party game too. Yeah, it's fun. Absolutely, so. and then of course, you know, Nintendo doing this, you know. Selling this, putting the Skylanders, you know, it's a great way for them to ex- sell those extra Mario copies because now people are going to want Skylanders. Oh, now look, you get Skylanders. Well, Mario can buy Mario for them too. You know, just yeah. Kinda... Since you don't have to spend the extra seventy-five bucks on that, like, right? You know, so smart choice. Yeah. Um, Pokemon X and Y uh, had a saving issue, uh, which we talked about in uh, Lumios. Yes. Um, so they had that problem, and it's now fixed. Hooray. It, I didn't know you could do that with, with cartridges, that you could it's patch saved cartridges. saved on to the, the patch. Saves on to, to the, the SD card. Yeah, oh, I should probably turn on my Game Boy. When you d- it actually automatically downloads. If you don't have automatic downloads turned on, 
um, you can go into the eShop and download it. So uh, I just wanted to mention that because I know we have Pokemon listeners and I want to make sure that nobody loses their save files and all their Pokemons. Yeah. So definitely go out there and make sure My that My Pokemons! You, yeah. W- w- imagine if you lose all of them. I'm 45 hours. Especially I was like, yeah, I was just fucking like... lose my <laughs> shit. Especially before the Pokebank comes out. <gasps> I need to save all my Pokemon. I'm pointing at Jamie's making really hard right now. <laughs> so, Jamie, the Pokebank, in case you hadn't heard, is this really cool thing where you can digitally store all of your Pokemon over entire generations cloud. of game in the cloud. Cloud! Thousands of Pokemons! <laughs> they should have done that from the get-go, right? They should have. I know, it's a little behind, well, but... It's Nintendo. Right. Yeah. They just don't quite get, get it. it in terms of, like... You know, internet and stuff like that, and it's like you said, with they're very Japanese centric, and you know those things are not, I guess, as big a deal there as it is here, and they really need to s- let Nintendo of America kind of take over more in those <laughs> things because, like, they need to realize that you know you need to stay current and relevant with how things are. Maybe not as no, they need to be on par with everyone else. I was going to say maybe yeah. not as strong as everyone else. I was like, no, you need to be on par with everyone else. But. I think they're coasted a bit after the Wii sold so well. Yeah, yeah. They, they just chilled. The they were like, oh, yeah. wow, we just did this small idea and it sold so well. Great, we're we're, we're done. But yeah, no. Peace. Yeah, they didn't quite figure that out. But anyway, um, Tales of Symphonia Chronicles is coming what? to America. America. What is it, like February 22nd or something? I didn't remember the date. It's in February. I think it's 22nd. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, that is going to be my drought game. Um, yeah, because I'm Are so we going to have a Tales of Symphonia Chronicles episode with just Maybe. Michael on it? With just me. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's just me. Maybe. Um, probably not, because we already did the whole Tales history episode and whatnot, but who knows? Who knows? Um, I'll well, definitely be talking about that. Um, but yeah, it uh, comes it, the remaster of the GameCube and PS3 game, um, and the Wii sequel, Dawn of New World. I think it's a PS2 game. PS2, sorry, um, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for this because um, I'm really excited to play the original Tales of Symphonia, and then I'm probably going to start playing Dawn of the New World, which I'd played a bit on the Wii, and then when it doesn't have the same voice actor, I'm just going to be like, this is bullshit, turn it off, and then I'm just <laughs> over it. <laughs> Oh, goodness. And then there was a new uh, trailer for Super Mario 3D World. Oh, my God. This trailer is bonkers. <laughs> yeah. It is so, cray. <laughs> uh, have you seen any trailers for... Uh, I've seen some screenshots. I saw Peach in a giant pink skate. And I was like, this is the, the Nintendo that I remember and yeah. love. Like, yes. That's where... Yeah, because uh, ever since they put the two toads for Super Mario yeah, Bros. Wii, I was like, bitches, wake up. Like, there's only one toad. Yeah, nobody <laughs> wants to play as two toads. Yeah, like, exactly. That yeah. was a really weird decision choice when they went with the multiplayer. Yeah, that's what you get. So what happened to the yellow one? Play. What happened to the yellow one? <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're toad number two. <laughs> yeah, yeah bitch. <laughs> Whatever. That's like Activision shade right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're toad number two. <laughs> yeah. No, but um uh you may not realize it, but did you toad number two. Sorry. <laughs> Pay attention. I'm Thanks. Really ADHD. Jamie, um did you see the trailer when it first came out at E3? No, you know what? I actually turn off my during E3 and all those announcements, I actually can't look at the screen because so often I just want to throw my laptop across <laughs> the room. So I stuck it out through the Xbox One one 
I saw most of the that PS3, must have been hard. And then I was yeah exhausted <laughs> by the time Nintendo came along. Yeah. So I've I don't know I've kind of been hands off because I'm waiting for them to correct what they're doing on Wii U. Then I'll come back. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that it's time for me to come back to the Wii U? Form? Well, I think you need to watch this trailer. It is six minutes of like there's just. Mario porn, like it's the best. Ew, gross. <laughs> um, it's it's because uh, I saw when you tweeted about the, the, the yeah, screenshot the with the skate amazing, and whatnot. Yeah. It has that feel oh, of, right. of what it sounds like you loved about Mario, and yeah. it's so there. And wh- what I must say is, um, when the trailer first came out for Mario, you know, it wasn't it, it wasn't the game that anybody was expecting or excited for, but you were just kind of like, it's Mario, so okay, I'm on board. But you weren't excited about it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, if they had showed what they show- have just recently showed at, at E3, it would have been more like, oh, okay, wow, this is like a really exciting Mario game. Whereas before, it was just kind of like, oh, I can be a cat. Yeah, I can be Meow. Right, yes. Yeah. You know? And Whereas, yeah, I now agree. it's like Now it's exciting when you Now you see... can climb inside of turtle shell and fly around. That was the best part yeah, of the trailer. Yeah, there's like so much stuff that, um, and again, it, it I'm going to reserve full judgment until you actually play it because I'm worried that with the amount of different power-ups and ways to control and whatnot, that it could be a bit of a mess. Um, yeah, it could be. It could be, and only in certain levels. So reserving judgment, but the trailer looks really great. And it's I, less yeah. than a month away. I'm not sold on the white Tanuki suit. We were talking well, about Well, the it. white Tanuki suit has been in many of them. It's only for if like you die like 10 times in a row. Oh, really? It says yeah, yeah, yeah. You it doesn't can, just come yeah. right no, no, away. No. Like, it's you like have... you could use it if you are having a but lot of But it's been another yeah. one? In, never it, use it. It first came in the 3D land. For yeah. the DS. So if you die like 10 times in a level. Oh, you get a white Tanuki suit. It's the, and you at don't the beginning have of the level, it. it's there. If you are having trouble, you can use it and then just kind of go through the level. If you're special ed and you just can't <laughs> get through Mario hey, if you without can, white hey, Tanuki Some of them suit. are really Some difficult. of the levels were so really hard in 3D Land. Play video games and learn to beat the level. Sorry, not judging. Yes, I'm judging. <laughs> you are being <laughs> super judgy today. Right. What is up with you? <laughs> He's just being right. <laughs> just being mean. <laughs> Apparently. Anyway. Effect. Anyways, at this time, uh, we're going to take a break. But before we do, um, Jamie is going to be parting ways with us. And we definitely want to thank you very much for coming and being on the show. Thank you for having me. Telling all our listeners about Gamer Camp. And so fun. I definitely know a lot of people <laughs> are going to be wanting to check it out. And don't forget our giveaway um, yes. that Jamie's giving us passes for. So don't forget our giveaway. And again, thank you so much for coming. This yeah. was so much fun. Thank Yay! you so much for speaking with us. You were our first guest. I know. I know. Ever. Oh. So not only did you pop the giveaway cherry, <laughs> you, you popped, popped the guest, guest cherry. cherry. Yeah. So anytime you want to come back, you let me know, girl. Yeah, I've set the the okay bar for special uh, guests. So <laughs> exactly. Oh, goodness. We'll be right back with our games of the week and closing out the show. Peace. Be right back.
Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we hope you enjoyed uh, our special guest. Uh, we were so excited and happy to have a guest for, yes. for us, and for someone uh, local to talk about a gamer camp because I mean stuff going on in Toronto. It is a great event. It's um, going to be awesome. And, yeah, and again, thank you so much to Jamie for for stopping in for you know the whole chunk of our podcast really so it was it was great so yeah. gamer camp is next weekend november 1st well this weekend as you're oh, listening this weekend. as you're listening it is november 1st 2nd Second. and 3rd um, and as Jamie mentioned the friday is more of a conference portion um, then the saturday and sunday are arcade portiony bits there are the party uh, on saturday parties night. each evening presentations each evening it sounds like make sure well. you go to gamercamp.ca for all the full details yes and enter the contest. Enter the contest. Enter the yeah, contest. contest. Free tickets to Gamer Camp. Because remember, it's four pairs of passes. That's eight passes, guys. Yeah. You and a friend can go and check out the arcade. So if you're in Toronto and you're listening, come on. I mean, you and your new grinder buddy, get all up in that. <laughs> Speaking of which, oh, I'm God. just joking. No, 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 no. Anyways, games we were playing this week. Uh, Michael. Yes, okay, so I have played a lot of Pokemon this week. Um, and by a lot, I actually... Okay, well, yeah, it is a lot. 15 hours this week, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so last week, if you remember, I was just in front of the third badge, and now I am on the second trainer in the Elite Four. So, so like, I told you, after the third badge, yeah, it's just It was like, like, snap, snap, snap. Although the Team Flare storyline to close actually took a long time. Yeah. Um, and it was great. I really loved that this game has had a story. I've created the ultimate Pokemon party. Um, Consisting I of? have, because it has um, Go-Goat, Lucario, um, Azumarill, Kingdra... Um, Why Kingdra? Uh, hold on, I will get there. Kingdra, um, Halucha, and Chandelure. Which Chandelure I have nicknamed Chandelure the Destroyer. <laughs> because that bitch fucking just kills just everything. So fire, yeah, right? so here are the types of all of my Pokemon. Um, Go-Goat is just grass, but it also has Earthquake. Um, Lucario is fighting and steel, but it also has Dark Pulse and Extreme Speed. And then um, Azumarill is Fairy and Water. And then Kingdra is Dragon and Water, but it also knows Ice Beam. And then um, uh, Halucha is Flying and Fighting. And then uh, Chandelure is Ghost and Fire, which also knows Psychic. So I literally covered every single fucking type of move through all of my Pokemon. So let's just say, if you fucking take me on, I will take you down. Oh, that is a challenge. Girl. Girl. From Michael. (laughs) So that's where I am in Pokemon. And then I bought the new Phoenix Wright game. And I am about 15 minutes into it, into the first (laughs) case. And I'm so in love because I just love the Phoenix Wright games so so much. Yeah. They were kind of my introduction into the um, uh, well, visual, like the game novel kind of Right. Well, we business. won't get in too much into Phoenix Wright because we are going to have more of a talk about it. discussion uh, next week because I know James will probably want to yeah, talk about and, and it Yeah, and I too. have barely played and it. And you barely right? played yeah. it, right? So I definitely want to give you more time to play it. And, but I love it. Um, and it looks amazing. Yeah. Oh, with the 3D on, this is the first game ever I actually put the 3D on, and I'm like, it's so beautiful. And it makes a difference. <laughs> it makes a big it difference. It makes a huge difference, and this is what, and this is why when I come to 
when I was talking about Pokemon and how, you know, they didn't use the 3D. Yeah. And I'm like, think of how much more visually amazing the game could have been if they had implemented 3D into the game. And totally. When you play Phoenix Wright, I, I've already finished the first case. And, I mean, again, I won't get into too much into it. But just the visuals alone is just... The proves is so, so much. great. Oh, and yeah. the, you know those moments where you feel like things are actually coming out of the screen, yeah. and the and the cinematics they have in it, and then the fact that Phoenix yeah. speaks, and I'm like, oh yeah, like Can I just Phoenix say, is what in Phoenix this game? is so hot, and Apollo is so, so much hotter hot. in this game. Oh. Oh, I know. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Delvin and I had a moment earlier yeah. before we started recording where we were just like. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I want to see like the like uh, fan fiction or like the fan made like anime porn of like Phoenix Wright and Apollo Justice. Ugh! If that exists out there, can you all like link it to me on <laughs> on like Twitter or somewhere? Because I need to fucking see that shit. That'd be so good. We will not be retweeting that though. <laughs> <laughs> just send it. We'll just to be me. privately watching. Just, it. just send it to me, like in a private message or something, <laughs> so I can watch it later. <laughs> um, in other games I've been playing this week, um, I've been like fiercely addicted to playing League of Legends. Oh, really? Yes. Now I've always liked playing League of Legends, and then I was playing Smite because Cameron got me really into it. Um, I uh, stopped playing for a bit because I was playing Smite and then other games too. And then I just started playing again the other day. Um, and I was starting to play ranked a bit more. Mm -hmm. So trying to get better and, and, and move up. And I have been. Um, I have so much annoyance with, like, you know, the League of Legends community as a whole because it's just so poisonous. It's kind of like cannibalizing. It's just so... Like everybody if you if you suck even for a second, yeah. like people will cut your nuts off. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, and it's like it's okay, I'm not any amazing player, okay? I know that. You know, there's different ranking systems. I'm at the bottom, okay? And when I first so when I first started playing it, it like places you somewhere, so it put me at the bottom. And over time you get better, but mm -hmm. you know, you're 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 held back by the limitations of your team, right? You can't win the game by yourself. You have four other people that can right. fuck you over. So you know, I feel as though my skill has improved, um, but not necessarily as much to necessarily move myself up out of the the ranking ladder where I am. So, but anyway, it's just like really annoying because like people will, you know die or whatever and like it, like you said they'll cut your nuts off like at the first death it's like oh you're feeding it's like I, I died once you know like why how am I like that's why I don't play online games guys you know yeah. like that just sounds like it, inverse fun you have you know? to have a very thick skin and a, a, like mm. there is an ignore function which I use like habitually yeah. like, like <laughs> it's like oh bitch uh you're going on ignore because it's just it honestly once you just don't hear it you don't see it it is just a lot easier to deal with when you're mm. not interacting with them because there's trolls are born from league of legends yeah <laughs> they are born and raised from that game and they 
will just feed they feed on your anger so when you engage it just makes them want to do it more yeah exactly and, and i wish other people would would just identify with this and just not feed into it you know mm-hmm. and then it would the game would be so much better but i've been doing that a lot and i've been moving on up in the world just a little bit at time but that's what i've been doing a lot this week along with playing things right i finished pokemon because i like i said i had to finish that so that i could start you know that was the thing for me i put in a lot of time for pokemon on um thursday and then on friday to really because i was like oh fuck phoenix right is out now like i really i don't want to leave pokemon yeah like halfway or whatnot so i need to finish it because i need to play phoenix right like this is like four years i've been waiting for this shit so anyway so good i don't know why greg greg have you been playing anything it's been really exciting week for me um I haven't played anything. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, and that's Literally. the show. <laughs> actually, good night, everybody. Actually, you know what? Oh my god, I'm so sorry. sorry. I forgot to mention another game that I did play. Um I got a invitation for the Hearthstone beta. Um so oh, Hearthstone, which is, is the World of Warcraft yeah. based oh. card game. Yeah. Um and you know, I I'd been hearing about it and whatever, and I was just like whatever. I didn't really care to play it until it came out and then Blizzard sent me an email being like, hey, want to play? That's awesome. Here's your game key. I was like, sure. Okay. (laughs) All right. But like, if you've played any um, card type, you know, battle games um, on mobile games, um, you know, they're very, for lack of a better term, basic. Um, And, (gasps) you know, there's that barrier of how much you can do because, you know, they want your money and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So, this one is free to play. I don't know how I haven't again. I haven't played it too much yet. I will talk about it more again next week. Um, but it, there's a lot of been put into the game, like the voice acting and the, the from the characters, and and, and it's very in, seems like a very in depth system and the cards and stuff like that, um, and very strategy based. So I look forward to playing that a bit more and then talking about it again next week. I literally played for like three games and then. <laughs> That was it. So I don't really have much to say, but I really do hope that they release it as a mobile game because it's it's very perfect for playing on your phone. It's more than I have to say about anything that I've had to play. I played a little bit of Pokemon at the beginning of the week, and then I don't know what happened this week. I just didn't... You didn't play anything. There was nothing. I watched my roommate play and finish Borderlands, which is terrible because I'm halfway through Borderlands, and I watched a minute. Well, I have some sad news for you. You're fired. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't play games, you can't be on the VG realness. See, you just be me and just keep playing the same game for weeks at a time. Yeah. Girl, you're next on my hit list. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was so good. Anyways, so that closes out our show for the week, but of course, never before giving a shout out to the sisterhood of the Indie Gamer Podcast. I probably got that wrong. You got it right. Yay! Yay! Oh my God. That's why we need James here. Um, So, uh, shout out to all of our friends over at Koopa Club, Game Bar, Orange Lounge Radio, and GameBooie.org. That's GameBoy.org. Yay! <laughs> Sorry, I had to, um, it took me a second. I was like, oh, James isn't here. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has to do it. Um, but yeah, so um, as we always say, if you enjoy our show, you will enjoy any one of those shows or all of them. So definitely mm-hmm. check them out. Please check them out. And we have been getting some feedback from our fans 
and I definitely want to say thank you so much. It's we absolutely love to hear the positive feedback that yes, you guys thank are giving you us. So even much, the constructive everybody. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah and the constructive stuff. Like all of it is is all great. Of it, we like, really just appreciate hearing from people. That, I would like to say that we are well aware of the anonymous and er, and potentially vitriolic nature of fit, like internet comments, and we have had no haters. Yeah, so, which is I, so I, great. I, and if there are haters out there, I mean, and you don't like us, like, hate away. Like I've always said, tell us what you don't yeah. like, and you know. Some people have made comments about um, length of, of episodes. Volume. And hey, we've changed that. And, yeah. you know, we're going to work on making the episodes under two hours. <laughs> <laughs> that's, at, a, that's step one, okay. is under two hours. And we'll work from there. And, yep. um, you, and sound issues we are definitely aware of and we will make improvements on once we start investing on some better microphones that aren't rock band microphones. In short, we just... Love you so much. But like it, but for me especially, you know, like I said from episode zero or whatever episode it was, when we talked about you know doing this podcast, it was just a random idea. I texted Michael randomly during E3 and said, "Let's do a podcast," and it's mm -hmm. evolved into what it is now, something that we do every Sunday, and it's super fun. I enjoy doing it. I just enjoy to just banter about video games, and it's and it's made me have even more of an appreciation for video games and playing, and because I I look forward to talking about my experiences. Like, I mean, see, hello. <laughs> <laughs> that joke has gone on for yeah. four months now. But I mean, and we will find you. <laughs> I will meet that bitch. One I'll day. meet you and cut you. I will cut that bitch. Anyways, um, but no, it's it's just been very fun and exciting to be here and to hear that other people are enjoying it. It's just. Mm -hmm. I mean, we probably just thought, hey, maybe 20 people listen to us every week yeah. and whatever. That's super cool. But, you know, now we've grown in amount of listeners and fans and, and yeah. super exciting. It's and great. I'm very happy. Go team VG Realist. And remember, this week we come at you with something special. So take part in our contest. Again, all you have to do is retweet. Uh, our, we're going to put out a tweet um, once this episode comes out. Retweet that. Follow us on Twitter. If you're already following us on Twitter, you, that's good. all you need to do is the retweet. If you don't use Twitter, uh, you just need to comment on the episode with a certain thing that we're going to put in the show notes. Or you could just come up with your own thing in the same vein. Those all count as entries. Yes. Just again, as long as you for... express your interest in going to Gamer Camp, you are entered into the draw. Like well, that's what we, we want to see. We yeah. just need to see it. We just need to see it, guys. Because you can't just be talking to your friend. Then I'm just like, ping. Somebody's talking about it somewhere. Yeah. Oh, that happens to me all the time. Oh, really? <laughs> no. Yeah. Anyways, thank you very much for staying tuned through episode 16. We look forward to seeing all our entries for our giveaway, and we will be back again next week where we talk about more news and more games that we're playing. Yay! Hopefully, I'll have played something. Well, let's hope, or you're fired. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Have Bye. a great week, everybody. <laughs>